Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Broadcasting live right now from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders headquarters here in Henderson, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Pleased to have on the phone lines Raiders secondary coach, Coach Ron Miles. And Coach, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I know you're a busy man. I do appreciate you. And from what I've seen from being out there at practice, and I kind of I kind of people watch a lot, and you're one of those guys that I really start to people watch because I see you out there coaching, but I think, and more, more importantly, I really see you out there teaching for a young secondary that the Raiders do have outside of maybe Casey Hayward, how important is it for that teaching element to be a factor in what you're doing on the daily? Well, you know what? I really think it's, it's, it's teaching even for the older guys. Uh, a lot of this, what we're doing, is new to them, too. Uh, there's different concepts in which we are, we're trying to teach these guys, uh, different from what they, uh, they did a year ago. So at the end of the day, we're teaching them all. But, uh, but that's part of, the, part of the job of a coach is to be a teacher. And how much have you seen this secondary grow from the minute that the players checked in on the 27th of July to where they are today? Uh, you know what? I was actually mentioning this uh, a little bit earlier to our players is that we've come a long way from the first day we went out there in OTAs and we were just trying to figure out, okay, how to line up to where we are now where we're able to recognize formations, we're able to pre-snap, see things that might happen, and we've come a long way as far as that's concerned. How much has Casey Hayward, the veteran that I mentioned, how much has he helped? I've seen him kind of grab Trayvon Mullen and pull him to the side, talk to Trayvon Merrick a little bit, talk to Damon Arnett. How much has he helped also kind of be that coach on the field since he knows the system? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Casey is somewhat of a coach out there. He's been in this system uh, for what four years? This will be four and a half, going on five. He knows just about everything that's going on as far as the ins and out of what we're trying to do, and he's been huge. I'm going to say huge for our guys. He's a, he's a pro, and it's not just you know what's uh, you know what we're doing on defense, but how to go about your business every day. Uh, come to work on time. Get yourself prepared for practice. Get yourself prepared uh, for what's going to happen for the day. So when you talk about a pro, that's what I see Casey as. You know, Coach, it's funny that you mentioned that Gerald McCoy was talking to the media yesterday and, and he went in great detail about there's a huge difference between being a professional football player and being a pro. And that's it, to me, that sounds like what you're talking about with Casey Hayward. He's a pro as opposed to being a professional football player. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of times what happens, guys like, uh, like the idea what, uh, what the NFL brings to them as far as, uh, you know, cash, the bling, all that kind of stuff. But there's some work that needs to, be, that, uh, to have to happen where you can get those type of things. And part of that is knowing, knowing exactly how to take care of your body, knowing exactly what, you, what, what the coaches are asking. And that's what KC, again, like you just said, that's what he brings to the table, uh, a true pro. That's part of the reason why he's going in his 10th year in the National Football League. Talking right now with Raiders secondary coach Ron Miles here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, and coach, how do you balance the, the grind on the players to the what you call the love on the players? How do you balance that out? How do you know when to push and when to pull back? Well, that, you know what, that's, that's a good question because sometimes I think when I'm sit, sitting there talking to these guys in front of them, I can see it. Okay, okay, that's enough, Milo. Uh, let's, let's go a different direction with this. Let's try, to, let's try to go a different way of saying the same thing. So it's hard at times because, you, again, you want, you, 
you're you're going to over things over and over again, and sometimes they're not getting, and you're thinking, well, what, what, this guy getting it, and so uh, it's hard, and there's there's just a fine line where as you got to be able to do it, and and just say, hey, uh, this is going to be tough love day, and this is going to be okay. I'm gonna love him up day. Well, Coach, speaking of doing it, uh, the Raiders secondary in particular, the defense in general on Tuesday was able to do it, created a bunch of turnovers, tip drill, uh, interceptions, punching the ball out. That was something that really stood out to me because that's, that's something that you have to practice and you have to actually – that's effort right there. How, how, how proud of the guys were you yesterday with those, that production that they had? Well, you know what? It was, uh, I'll, I'll sit here and say this. Uh, we were happy that we made uh, an improvement from our, our, uh, our day – uh, Sunday down at the stadium because I don't know if we put our best foot forward down at the stadium and for us to bounce back in a little bit more of a how you want to put it we had pads on and it was a little bit more feisty if you want to call it that and we responded we played faster and next thing you know you, you get a pick and next thing you know you get another one next mm-hmm. thing you know you get another turnover and I think that's what happened the other day now can we back it up meaning can we come out tomorrow and do the same thing or during the season uh, we have a good game first week of the season and can we back it up and, and, and just keep stacking chips and that's where we are right now just to become a consistent uh, defense overall but more importantly consistent in the back end talking right now with coach Ron Miles and coach we just got a couple more questions for you as I know you got to get to a, a meeting uh, wanted to ask you was today a good day to have uh, off practice as far as off the field work I know you guys did uh, you know weight room work and stuff like that but uh, coming off a of practice like that for your defense was today a good day to have practice or do you kind of wish that you were able to get out there and grind some more well if you're if you're speaking to a coach I I would have <laughs> preferred to keep all going but you know what for the player it was probably a good day for them but for me, I'm like, okay, we need some, we need to work on this, this, and that, and we didn't get the opportunity. So hopefully, between now and the next time we go out and practice, to practice, we'll be able to to continue to improve. Wanted to ask you real quick before I let you go about a couple of, of players and, and how you evaluate them and, and how difficult it may be right now because you're not going 100%. You're not going full speed and, and you're going against your own guys. But Jonathan Abram, Damon Arnett, those are a couple of guys that have been with the team now for going on a couple of years. And then rookie Trayvon Merrick at the back end. How difficult is it to evaluate those guys right now and, and how much will you learn about them on Saturday? Well, I think we'll learn the most uh, on Saturday when we go against uh, someone other than ourselves. Um, we'll learn a lot about them, especially as far as the the physical part of it. You know, the tackling. You know, for the most part, what are we? We are we're simulating tackles. Now, mm-hmm. I think we had one live drill uh, just the other day where uh, Trayvon he did a good job. We we actually went live, and I'm like, man, that looks like an NFL tackle, and he did what we were asking him to do. Now. Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday, when we play the Seahawks, and then we'll learn a lot more about where we're at as a defense, where we're at in the secondary, especially a part of the physical part of the game. Good stuff. Thank you, Coach, so much for your time. I know you got to get to that meeting, but I had you on the list of one to talk to because I've just admired the the teaching that you've been doing ever since training camp opened. So appreciate your time this afternoon. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Anytime. 
Thank you so much. There he goes. Coach Ron Miles, secondary coach for the Raiders. Uh, he's got to get to a meeting in a matter of minutes, so definitely didn't want to hold him up. But thank you to Will Kiss for making that happen as well. Uh, good stuff right there, man. And, and, and you could just hear the ball coach in him. And I'll, I'll tell you, he is a pleasure to watch. Uh, I've, I've spent many a practice sitting there talking to Vinny about, hey, man, just look, look at, uh, you know, look how coach is, is getting after this guy. And, and uh, like I said, loving on him, but then also coaching him up pretty tough because sometimes you've got to do that. You, you've got to coach him hard, but then at the same time, you've got to love on him, uh, like he mentioned. And sometimes you could just see the look on their face like, all right, I guess that's enough. And, and so I wanted to make sure that uh, Coach Milas, a.k.a. Milo, is a guy that we have on the show. So many thanks to him for joining the show. 310 is the time. We'll come on back, uh, throw out the question again about what you're looking forward to this Saturday, whether you're going to be in town uh, at Allegiant Stadium or you're just going to be watching the game. What are you going to be looking for this Saturday? Preseason game number one, Raiders-Seahawks, Allegiant Stadium. Let us know. The Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200 and the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Any Oakland Raider fan, Las Vegas Raider fan, stand up. Keep standing. Keep standing. Anybody, anybody who's a fan of the way I played the game of football, you stand up too. Anybody. Keep standing. Don't sit down. Stand up. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Here we are, live at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Henderson. It is the Raiders' headquarters. Just finished talking to Raiders secondary coach Ron Miles. A fun conversation with him, man. I, I just I can sit there and talk with him all day long. And I always say that DBs win games, so I think me and Coach Miles would be on the same page. And uh, I don't know if if you're just tuning in, you didn't hear him, but one thing that stood out to me, Demond, was the fact that he said, uh, you know, as a coach, he wants to get back out there. He didn't want the day off as a coach, but uh, he gets it. The players, I, I could imagine after having a five or six turnover type day like they did on Tuesday. There was no way they wanted to take a day off. They wanted to get back out there and and uh, you know go after that Derek Carr challenge because he did say, "Hey, I, you know, I wanted to kick the crap out of those guys." Well, you think that that secondary and you think that that defense wasn't thinking, "Yeah, well, we did it one day. We can do it again." Uh, I can only imagine how fired up they were too. But at the same time, I'm sure they were all very excited to actually get the day off as far as that field work. Yeah, but that momentum of just going is like, man, we'll right. do it again. Like, oh, looking, man, making it look easy. It seems <laughs> like they were just getting turnover after turnover. I would like you. Obviously, you appreciate the day off, but I would want to go back out there to see if we still got it. Keep keep that mojo flowing. For sure. No doubt about it. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. But again, they, they've been grinding. They've been working hard. So to get the day off uh, as far as that field work goes, uh, nothing wrong with that. We're scheduled to have Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal come up at 3.30. Uh, she just texted and let me know that she is in a, a meeting right now. So she may be running late. We might actually have to push her back to tomorrow. And if that's the case, that's all right. That's what we do here on live radio. Sometimes it doesn't all uh, flow the exact way that you have it planned out. But we we move and we shift and we navigate and we, you know, we, we do all everything we got to do to get through it and, and make it happen. So, so no worries if, uh, if Cassie's not able to join us, but she's scheduled to join us around 3.30. I uh, had a question that I threw out there about what are you most looking forward to on this Saturday's preseason opener against the Seattle Seahawks at Allegiant Stadium. And you can hit us up multiple ways. Sam and Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Got a text from Junebug from the Bay. 
He said, I'm looking forward to seeing Terrell Owens and Randy Moss play, a.k.a. Brian Edwards. We desperately need someone to step up and be that true number one wide receiver. Uh, yeah, and, and it's so funny because everyone kind of uh, went out there and put a, a title on him, on Brian Edwards, and kind of said, oh, they remind me. He reminds me of this guy. He reminds me of that guy. Look, right now, Brian Edwards is Brian Edwards. You know that he is who he is. Uh, he made some really good plays in training camp. I can attest to that. I've seen that. Um, I think that he has an opportunity with his ability, his hands, his, his you know, speed, the way that he runs, his, his strength, and he runs violent. He could be a really good player. He absolutely could. He could end up being a wide receiver that turns into a go-to guy for Derek Carr. With that being said, Henry Ruggs could do the same thing. Henry Ruggs, with his extra weight and muscle that he's put on, he looks the part. He looks like he's in uh, – he has body control. There's, there's a, a lot to be said for a guy that has body control. He has that where he can, he can run. He can take off at a, in a full sprint, and then when the ball is wherever it's, 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 it's placed, he could, he could just move and adjust and go up and make that play. And, and that's what's important. He can go and, and adjust on the fly and make that play. That's what's going to give him an opportunity to make those 50-50 ball catches uh, when Derek Carr decides to throw those to him and when he decides to throw those to Brian Edwards. Those, those are the kind of things that they're going to have to do, uh, be able to adjust their body, uh, you know, reposition their body to make themselves uh, available to make a play. That's what you know, I, I look forward to when it comes to when it comes to, uh, to to this whole season with those guys because I do think that they have an opportunity to make that happen. Now, uh, also, the, the other way you can get a hold of us, you can send us a text on the Sam and Ash text line, or you can give us a call, 702-365-9200, Raider Nation listener line. And right now on that line is Mitch in New Jersey. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man? Hey, Q, how you doing today? Chilling, man, chilling. I wish I would uh, sweat over here. It's like a honey. It's like a mini Vegas over here. As well, I'm, I just I just be looking at the box scores. I just look at the the meaty potatoes. Wide receivers, running backs, and especially the quarterbacks. I want to see Marcus Mariota. If he plays well, maybe some of the offers of a first round pick for the desperate. I'll be happy with the second. And I'm hope uh, I'm not. I, I don't know why Peter is even on this team. I was hoping they draft uh, Jamie Newman. I think he's still out there, or maybe get cut. Um, that's just me. Definitely the offense I've been looking at, especially quarterback. Mitch, I'm sorry. Who did you say that your surprise is on the team? Or you, you don't know why he's on the team? Yeah, Peterman. I know, oh. I know it's a sign for a guy, but I'm, I'm hoping for Newman, Jamie Newman. No, Newman being another sign for a character. But that's just uh, the way I look at things at times, sometimes. Okay, cool. Thank you for the, thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And I, I, I mean, the box score is great to look at. That's that's cool, but it doesn't tell the story all the time. It's for me, and and that's good if that's you know what you're looking at. You want to see you know what the what the uh, you know what the wide receivers did, what the quarterback did, but it doesn't always tell the story to me. So uh, that's that's something to pay attention to. Uh, but just kind of looking at the game, at the nuts and bolts of the game, you know, and I, I was asked this question yesterday, you know, what will I be looking for? And, and most of it's going to be the young dudes. And, and like I just talked to Coach Milas, the secondary, because I could be at training camp every single day. I could be out there for every snap that they have, and I can't tell you 
how good the secondary is going to be because they're not going 100%. They're not going full throttle. They're not, you know, they're not uh, tackling to the ground. And now, like Coach Miles said, that they did do a drill the other day, and I was really impressed with what Trayvon Merrick, uh, the play that he made. And Coach Miles, you know, he, he, he reiterated that just a little while ago, saying, hey, now that's an NFL tackle. Now, when they do stuff like that, you can get a good idea. You know, a guy that's in space and has a playmaker like a Josh Jacobs in front of him, if he can, you know, make a, a play on him when it's one-on-one – and there's a whole lot of grass. So if he don't make the tackle, it's going to be a touchdown for Trayvon Merrick to go up there and make that play. I was pretty impressed by that. Now, uh, Jonathan Abram, he took, a, he took a bad angle on it, and he wasn't able to, to make that play. Now, again, that's not really a play that he's going to be making. That's more of the, that free safety role. But it's still a drill that you can kind of you know, start to pay attention to and, and, and see where, where these guys are coming from and, and what they've got, a little bit of juice. We'll learn a lot about the secondary in particular, in my opinion, on, uh, on Saturday against the Seahawks and, and throughout the course of the, the, the preseason. Also, the other ele- uh, element that I, I think it will be good for the Raiders secondary and the defense is when they do scrimmage against the Rams. I know that's something that Vinny's talked about a few times when they, they go and they scrimmage next week with them because they all have some dudes that they're going up against. you know. And these are guys that have pride. These are guys that aren't thinking about, well, it's just training camp or preseason. It doesn't matter. I can just kind of loaf through it. They're not going to do that. They're going to give you everything they got. So that'll be another time when uh, you, you'll start to learn a lot about this secondary and this defense and who they're going to be, what they're going to look like this uh, this upcoming season. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line and talk to Raider 27. You're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q. Uh, before I make my comment, you said something that uh, triggered me a little bit. It's like uh, um, Brian Edwards. Could you imagine if our other 89, Amari Cooper, had the same drive and <laughs> want to, and I want to be a Raider, I want to be great as Brian Edwards? That's Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. You know, he has all the talent I mean, in the world. That's what kind of frustrated me about Coop. I was excited when the Raiders drafted him because I saw him at Alabama and I knew what he was able to do. I, he just never looked to me outside of that 2016 season where the Raiders just everything was clicking with Crabtree and Coop and 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 Coop was not the number one wide receiver that was Crabtree you know but he I just know. to me kind of never looked like he just had the desire to like you said be the dude and and then he said something and when I was in Central Texas and obviously covering the Cowboys as well he had said something to the media that I questioned and everyone thought it was the great what a great teammate he is answer and I just I didn't it didn't sit well with me he said he doesn't need. Uh, you know, 10 or 12 targets a game. Just, you know, give me seven or, or eight targets. I'll catch six of them. You know what I mean? I just thought that that was settling. And and I get right. it. You know, he's he's not trying to throw a fit and, and saying, you have to throw me the damn ball. He's not pulling, you know, Keyshawn Johnson. But that's who I want. I want Keyshawn Johnson. I want the guy to say, throw me the damn ball. Even if he doesn't throw it, I want that guy. So that, that kind of frustrated me about Amari Cooper. Yeah, we need a car thief or two, man, you know? Have you ever heard any wise people say that? Right. Um Okay, so what I'm looking for in the first preseason game, Q, I, if, if you go into this game thinking that our defense is going to be the Ravens Super Bowl defense <laughs> or the Seahawks Super Bowl defense, you're going to be really disappointed. You know, the first preseason game, what I like to see in the first preseason game is everybody knows where to line up. Everybody can run the plays. Everybody knows what to do. I don't want to see a lot of false starts and offsides and lined up offsides. And I don't want to see a lot of stupid penalties. I want to see a disciplined, well-coached football team. 
I'm not really looking at anybody making superstar plays or I'm not looking for anybody to be a superstar, especially the rookies. They're not going to do it. If you're looking for that, I'm sorry, you're going to be disappointed. They're going to be a little starstruck. They're going to, it's going to be a big difference from even playing at Clemson or wherever they played. It's different in the NFL. The bright lights are on now. And um, that's why they have the pre, that's why the preseason is important to let those young players get out there and see what it really is like to be on the big stage. You know, so I, I want to see the Raiders win. Life's always better when the Raiders win. Um, I think it's important for a young team to win preseason games, win every game you can win. But uh, mainly, let's let's know where to line up and know how to run the plays and get over the the butterflies, get over the nerves, get over the the just the this is my first NFL game. Oh my gosh, look at the stadium! You can't hear yourself right. thinking here. This is. This is a crazy atmosphere. Let them get over that. Let them, let them go. And then the second and third preseason game, you want to see them get a little bit better. And then by Monday night, man, you want the starters out there pumped. I want that crowd at the – I want you guys that are going to go to this game. I want you guys to be full throat. You need to be practicing all week. You've got to scream the whole game, guys. If you're going to the game, you owe it to the Raiders to scream the whole time. So, except except when we have the ball, <laughs> but um, you know, it's going to be important for these young players to play inside that stadium with the sound on, with the crowd going mm-hmm. crazy. Because you know, I think the stadium is designed to be loud inside there, and I think. Um, it's important just to get through the, you know, do your assignments when you can't hear anything except the crowd going crazy. You know, do what you got to do. Do your job when the big lights are on. No doubt. So that's what I think. That's what I'm looking for. I just want to see a clean game. I want to see our rookies play. I'd love to see, you know, I'd love to see these guys come out and be a star from the beginning, but, Typically, that's not going to happen. You just want them to survive the game, no injuries, know where to line up, know where to do, what to do, don't jump off sides, don't do anything stupid, be a smart football team, and play a clean game. There it is. Hey, great way to break it down, Raider 27. I appreciate you. A clean game. Know your assignments. That's big. I mean, that really is. I know it sounds simple, but how many times have you seen, and I'm not just talking with the Raiders in general, I'm talking about an NFL. How many times have you seen a team come out of a, a timeout and have a false start or have to come out and, and out of a timeout and call a timeout? You know, like a, a kickoff, and then the, the, the TV goes to commercial, and then all of a sudden they come out and they line up and they have to call a timeout because, oh, well, they're lined up incorrectly or they don't have enough players on the field. Know where you are. Know what your assignment is. You know, play where your feet are at. Just be aware of, of what's going on. That's, that's a very good point because you can't just, like you said, you can't just all of a sudden jump into being great. You know, there's, there's levels to this game. I like to call this levels to this game. There's steps. It's just like anything else. It's like building a house. I think that's the easiest way to, to, you know, to, to make it and describe it. You don't build a house with the roof first and then build the rest of the house. You, you can't put the roof on until the rest of the house is complete, right? I mean, it's just <laughs> it's really that simple. There's a certain process in building a house. And I can tell you I've never built a house myself, but I know if I was going to try, I wouldn't start with the roof. 
You can't do that. You've got to build the foundation. You've got to get the simple stuff done first, and then boom, the rest of it comes along. So for preseason game number one, you're right. Do you know where you're at? Do you know what your assignment is? How do you deal with the crowd noise? You know, is, is, are the lights too bright for you? They shouldn't be, but there is going to be that oh blank moment. You know, there is that moment where you get there and you start to hyperventilate a little bit. You know, that's 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 a, a Raider 27. That's a great point. I'll tell you right now, my first day on the radio here live was a day that I was actually here at the facility, the practice facility, filling in for Vinny Bonsignor while he was in Italy. My very first day. I've been doing radio for a very long time, but my very first day here, I was like, oh, blank. I'm in the Raiders facility doing my first show in Las Vegas. Yeah, what could go wrong? Well, besides everything, because my heart was pounding. You know, you don't want to sound like a dummy. You don't want to be, you know, uh, messing up your words and, and, and saying the wrong thing because all of a sudden you're staring at this big old Raider shield on the window or you're looking at these three trophies on the window and you're sitting in this awesome studio. And, oh, by the way, you're the new hotshot that, uh, you know, just, just got a new job. So you've got to be the man. You know, I mean, there's so many different things that go through your mind when something is new. Raider 27, great point right there. Definitely appreciate that. Let's hustle back out to the Raider Nation listener line. We've got some good feedback coming in, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to Kevin. He's calling in from Kansas. What's on your mind, my man? How's it going today, my man? Chilling, man, chilling. Awesome, cool. So I guess the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to this Saturday is is how good is this depth, actually? We keep hearing about we got depth at running back, we got depth at receiver, we got depth on you know the defensive line. And I think we're going to be able to tell that over, uh, you know, this weekend going into next week is, I mean, if you look back at the last couple of seasons, you're like, man, I hope, I hope Mad Max doesn't get hurt. I hope Clee doesn't get hurt. You know, I hope, you know, whoever doesn't get hurt. Right. And, and we keep telling all these comments about, hey, you know, hey, we're, we're good, we're good, we're good. So coming into this weekend, we're, we're really going to see, like, yeah, you know, the starters aren't going to be playing. Um, and it's very limited. But I expect our, our backups, you know, even our third stringers to go out there. And I'm not saying I want to see them dominate, um, but that's going to be that's going to be huge. We can go out there and be like, okay, hey, you know, if, if Max can't go this series, who's going to step up and take it? You know, if if Edwards or Ruggs is struggling, who's going to step up and be that next receiver? I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Man, is that's that's hurt us in the past with the Raiders is we don't have anyone backing those guys up. And if if our second and third unit could be just as strong as our starters, that's that's going to be huge. Going to take this team far. So I'll hang up and let you talk, man, but thank you so much. No, thank you, my man. Great call. That's uh, Kevin right there calling from Kansas. Uh, we definitely appreciate you, my man, listening in at, uh, at, on the Raiders app, the Raiders mobile app. Of course, you just click on that radio link, and, and boom, you can stream us from anywhere in the world, which is awesome. So we definitely appreciate to have that uh, capability. But, yeah, the depth, man, the depth of the team is what, what really separates the, the, the good teams from the great teams. The great teams find ways to have guys come in, second string guys come in and play at the same level as the first string guys. You know, I mean, you can go back to that Philadelphia Eagles team that won the Super Bowl. They won with their backup quarterback, even though Nick Foles at some point was a starting quarterback, but he's the one who got them there. They had a lot of guys on that defensive line that there's a reason why they were wearing the, the dog mask because they were underdogs every single game. Oh, this, this unit can't get it done now. You know, they got too many injuries, but they had depth. They had guys that were willing to jump in there and, and still play the role of a starter. That's a great point that Kevin in Kansas makes. You know, if, if heaven forbid, a guy goes down, is there a guy right behind him that can fill that void? On top of that, you, depth is so important on a team because you don't keep everybody. Everybody doesn't stay on your team the course of their career. 
you get to a certain point, there's certain guys that hit free agency, and yeah, you might want to keep them, but you realize that, well, you know, this financial commitment's not going to work here, so I'm going to let this guy go, but no worries because I have a, a, a Malcolm Kuntz that's coming up behind him that can, you know, that can get the job done. Or, and I'm just using him as an example. Or I have, you know, a, a Tyree Gillespie that could come in and do this. I have confidence in the next wave of guys, you know, that can come in and fill those voids. So that's, that's where that depth comes in as well. I mean, obviously it's important for the season, you know, if you have an injury like you mentioned, but it's also important for the long-term longevity of the team. The more talent you have, the more guys you believe that can come in and fill that void. You know, if, if, a, if, a, if a corner goes down, do you have a corner that you're confident in to fill that void? Do you have a safety that you, you know, have confidence in? And, you know, that's something that was pointed out to me, I think, yesterday. Someone hit me up and said, Q, the only thing I'm really concerned about is the depth at the safety position. You know, Trayvon Merrick sounds the part, and I, I do believe that he's the part as well. He sounds the part. Jonathan Abram think he's going to play a lot better given the role that he's going to be playing, where he's going to be playing at, you know, him being up in the box more. I think that's going to give him an opportunity to really, uh, you know, show what he does well. We'll start to see that on Saturday. But how confident are you in the depth behind him? That's behind both those guys. It's a great question. It's a great question. So it's going back to what uh, Kevin had to say. Uh, how about this? Got a text on the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R, from a Mailman Raider. From Martinez, California, 925 Damon. That is, uh, that is his handle right there. Shout out to uh, Martinez, California. I used to go to the movies in Martinez with my dad. I think he was trying to give a little jab at me about he's, called, he's from the 925. Oh, 925 Damon. I got it. But he said Damon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He don't, no one knows that, that, that your name is D-Mon. Damon. People spell your name Demon. People spell your name Damon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I mean I'm looking at it right now and I was like, oh, he's trying like the nine two five. Congratulations. Got you, got you. That's cool. That's the mailman raider. Uh shouting out the nine two five. But uh yeah, shout out to Martinez, California, man. I used to go to the movies with my dad uh, out there in Martinez on Sundays. Uh he said, most looking forward to taking a look at the depth. The depth will provide provide fresh legs in games and hopefully close out the regular season strong heading into the playoffs. And that's not exactly the same that Kevin was talking about from Kansas. This where he's talking about is those end-of-game situations, those Miami Dolphin games, those uh, Charger games, those Kansas City Chief games when you know a Mad Max Crosby's trying to get to the quarterback and he's just he's spent, he's tired. He's, you, know, you could tell that uh, you know, he, his legs aren't as fresh as they, they were. You know, and so uh, being able to spell a guy like that, Max Crosby, throughout the course of the game, all of a sudden he's going to be able to pin his ears back late in the game and make that play, get to Patrick Mahomes, get to Ryan Fitzpatrick, get to Justin Herbert, and not allow that play to turn into a big play. And I point out those three, those three games because those are three big ones as far as I'm concerned. Those are three games that the, the Raiders' defense had an opportunity to close it out and win it and hold on to it for the Raiders, and they weren't able to. You know, and, and a lot of that has to do with what – um, my mailman Raider says is that they were tired at the end of games. So, you know, the depth, that, that's another element of the depth. So we talked about depth because of free agency, being able to allow a guy to walk and, and, and know that you have a lot of good talent coming up behind him. Uh, we've talked about depth as far as guys getting injured. Can a guy uh, fill in that void and not really lose any talent? And now we're talking about just being able to spell him during a game. So a guy like a Max Crosby, a guy like a unique Ngakwe, a Jonathan Hankins can be fresh at the end of the game and close the game out when it's needed the most. Good stuff. Good stuff. I definitely appreciate that. And anytime you can get a jab in and on DeMond, that's great. I like that as well. 
So uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why we're becoming the area code show. Why not? Yeah, I told you to play area codes <laughs> in different area codes. I told you to play that. I don't know why you didn't show that love, man. Oh uh, man, the nine two five, the the this that the whatever. It's just, I mean, <laughs> it's not it's not everyone else's fault that you ain't about that life. You know what the real problem is? It's all the California people. No, it's not. We've had other people hit us up from different area codes. We've had uh, Mitch in New Jersey has dropped some digits on us. I mean, everyone's dropped some digits Kevin on us. Kevin from We've, Kansas. We... Kevin from Kansas. He's just happy that Kansas is being said on the air. Oh, uh, see now, the... see that's just disrespectful, man. That's just disrespectful. Why are you gonna talk about Kansas like that? They're down on their luck in football, but they're a damn good basketball team. I saw a tweet the other day, and I, it was going like, but in, if I responded to it, I was gonna have to disparage Kansas City a little bit. Because that's where it originated from. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. Going to save myself from that fire. But I'll just, just keep, you know, because I was like, I don't want Kansas City fans coming after me. So you don't mind throwing shade at a Kansas guy, but you you don't want Kansas City. I mean, yeah, because I'm. he called in. He's a fan. We can we can joke like that with Kevin from Kansas. Uh, I, Kevin the from way Kansas. You're, I'm just saying, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're kind of making Kevin from Kansas not sound like he's as important as a Kansas City guy that you don't even know. Because I know me and Kevin from Kansas, I know this was his first time calling in, but we can joke around. We can joke with each other like that. He's probably listening right now, having a good laugh about Why that. Why don't you? Well, I think he's getting a good laugh because he knows I'm defending him and you're throwing shade at him. Why don't you throw shade at the guy in Kansas City? Because I don't want Kansas City fans coming after me like that, man. What are you scared of? You scared to walk <laughs> down the street in KC? What's wrong with you? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. Don't 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 flip this around on me like that. No, I'm putting it on you. It's all you. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone. I'm actually getting angry for Kevin. I got security up in here at Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center coming in here wondering what's going on now. All I'm saying is Kevin from Kansas didn't need to throw out the, you know, this is Kevin from Kansas calling from the I can't think of a Kansas City or Kansas area code. No, nobody has to throw out an area code, but you're trying to back out of this, this situation here. You're worried about Kansas City fans that, that you don't even know, and then you're going to throw shade at Kevin. What shade? I just said he was happy to be on the air. No, you said you – no, no, you didn't. Don't backtrack, Trent Brown. Don't backtrack. You said that he's just happy to hear Kansas on the air. I mean, maybe I said that. Maybe I did. Maybe I There did. ain't no maybe. <laughs> ain't no maybe about it. What, man, come on. You can't use my words against me. <laughs> okay. 340 is the time. We won't use your words against you. <laughs> we won't. We'll let you go ahead and backtrack him and pull him on back. That's my guy, DeMond. I like giving him a bad time. That's a good dude. But 340 is the time. We're live here at the Intermountain Healthcare Center Performance Center here in Henderson. <laughs> here in Henderson, Nevada. We represent the 702 over here. <laughs> so we're having a good time. We're going to come on back, close out the show. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. And we're back live. Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Raiders HQ. About 15 minutes left in today's show. It's been fun. It's been spirited. Me and Damon. Last segment got into a little turf war. Damon knows not to come on my block. <laughs> 
And the thing about my block, Damon, every block is my block. That don't even make sense, man. It does. I got. I, I, I'm deep in the streets, homeboy. You can't deep. be everywhere. I can be everywhere. I've I've proven that for the month that I've been here so far. I've been everywhere. I could be everywhere. That's what I do. I will give you that. The hardest working man in the building. <laughs> I don't know about that, but hey, I, I'm I'm gonna be everywhere. But yeah, I got the streets on lock. Got a quick text on our Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Demond sounds like a Titan fan scared in capitals, all capitals, of Kansas City fans. Your thoughts? Listen up, Junebug. Was that Junebug? Yeah, that was Junebug. Oh, okay. Junebug out the bay. Hey, look, everyone's got a Junebug. Don't, why are you trying to throw shade at Junebug now? I See how you are? Hey, I was just giving the texter his credit. That's all. Junebug. What's wrong nah, with that? Nah, you cle- See, I, dog. I, I just said the man's name, Q. You are a true wrestler, man, because y'all y'all get y'all get froggy and you start to leap and then all of a sudden you leap backwards. What are you are you saying I'm doing like the Ric Flair pleading like on on yes. my hands like no, 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 no. Junebug? Don't disrespect Junebug. We all got Junebugs in our all, family. I know, man. I got I got a great Junebug. All you said, you read out the text and I was just giving the texter <laughs> the credit. His name just happens to be Junebug. Did all I say right. it a certain kind of way? Maybe. Yes, you got to put some respect on Junebug's name. All right, Junebug. <clears throat> all right, here we go. I'm not scared of Kansas City fans. I just didn't want them to get all mad like, "Hey, look at Raider man trying to like talk bad about our city." You know, okay. because then I would have that attached to me and it's just like, "You know what?" I'll save this joke. I'll spare them this joke. That's all it was. All right. How about this text? Hey, what's up, fellas? It's the Delivery Man 510. <laughs> Listening to the interview with Gerald McCoy sounds like we have found a true leader. Hopefully we finally found the alpha. The man was hurt last year. However, hearing him talk feels to me like he's a pro's pro, like he said. And there's a difference between a playmaker and a guy that can lead and plays very well. When is the last time we have had that? Probably C. Wood. Glad he's on our team and with him in the locker room, our defense really might have a chance to be top 15. Can't wait to see Tanner Muse and the rest of the young guys. Can't wait till Saturday night and go Raiders. That's how the texter said it, so I had to repeat it as well. So thank you for that uh, delivery, man, 510. Uh, I think everyone should uh, identify with their area code from now on. Anytime they call in unnecessary roughness, be like, what up, though? This is Aaron. I'm calling from uh, I'm calling from the 831. Or this is so-and-so calling from the 925. I'm calling from the 804. I mean, you know, I think we should just do that now. We should just roll with that because, Demond, you like that. You know what? Every time someone just calls in, they're just like, hey, I'm Paul, and that's all they want is just, hey, I'm Paul, I'll be like, you're a Demond guy, and I'll appreciate that. <laughs> You should appreciate everyone who hits us up like I do. Raider Nation is awesome and uh, worldwide. I do, but so I just said they'll be they'll just be a demand guy. Okay. In a little, you know, a little special place where like maybe we'll like talk after the show or something. I'll be like, hey man, thanks for being a demand guy. Maybe make All some right. pins or something. You know, and you never know. I got you. I got you. Well, uh, Cassie hit me up and let me know that she's still in her meetings, so uh, we're going to push her to either tomorrow or Friday, and that's fine. No worries. Matter of fact, tomorrow on the show, I'm already excited. I'll tell you about it right now. Uh, Beth Moens, who's going to be on the call uh, for not only Summer League this week, uh, as uh, I'll be broadcasting my show on Friday from Summer League, but she'll be doing the the call at Summer League there at the Thomas and Mack Center, but she'll also be on the call on Saturday for the Raiders Seahawks game. She's going to join us at 2.30 tomorrow uh, just to talk about what she saw from practice earlier tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow she'll be here at the uh, at the practice facility, and then John McClain, the great John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, will join us uh, about three thirty. Uh, usually he's in at two thirty, but he'll join us at three thirty tomorrow. So I already have those two lined up. Maybe Cassie, we might push her till Friday. Either way, man, we're going to be rocking and rolling. And Vic One Taper guy as well. that what Vic Taper as well tomorrow. 
That's right. Vic Tafer from The Athletics is going to join us as well. Man, yeah, we're loaded. Uh, we are locked and loaded for the rest of the week. I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, one guy who never stops working, uh, I've seen him working at all. I, I know he's working at all hours of the night because I get text messages from him, and, and I see him grinding as well as uh, Vinny Bonsignor. He comes up in the huddle 4 to 6 p.m. right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Of course, he does his work with the RJ as well. Uh, Vinny, no practice today, uh, but it was, a, it was a day that we all kind of looked at each other and thought something was going on. The sky was falling at first and then just realized it was a it was a day that they deserved to have off after grinding a long time so uh, what was your biggest takeaways from uh, obviously just a just a workout day yeah some uh, some some happy Raider players no doubt about it and uh, you got to give uh, John Gruden a little bit of credit for uh, making them get all dressed out thinking about you know having to get out on the field because we know how hot it is and I know that these guys uh, love to grind there's no question about it uh, get after it get to work but in the back of your head it's still practice and it's not fun it's a grind uh, um, you know, uh, especially in this kind of heat. So for John Gruden at the very last second, just as guys are getting ready to walk on the field, just say, hey, by the way, no practice today. It's just, uh, it's it's a great feeling. I'll give you a little story real quick. Um, I was working for the Los Angeles Lakers back in the 80s, right? So, no way. So no we're, way. You weren't working in LA ever, dude. We're, we're, <laughs> we're uh, it's the, it's the uh, Western Conference Finals, Lakers against the uh, Dallas Mavericks in 1988. All right. And so, uh, Get off the plane, going to uh, game four, I think it was, and uh, in Dallas, right? So it's the day before, the, or it's two days before the game. Uh, we get airport, get on the bus, uh, headed to the hotel, and I can hear the players talking about, because usually Pat Riley would say, get to the hotel to practice right now. You know, that's that's how he rolls. Uh, lot, strong, strong work ethic, work ethic. And you can hear the players uh, on the bus. He's like, oh, we're going to practice. What do you think? What do you think is going to be, you know, you think he's going to, you know, and you can hear that little whispering, what's going to happen? So... But the bus pulls up uh, at the hotel in Dallas. Uh, Pat Riley gets up and says, all right, da-da-da, you know, gives him some messages. By the way, no practice today. We, I mean, you would have thought that it was New Year's Eve uh, and at, at the stroke of midnight when that happened. You had players high-fiving, hugging, and everything like that. So those little moments where the coach gives you a little something as a little reward or, you know, understanding, hey, it's probably a good time for morale to give the guys a little bit of time off, throw them a little bit of a bone. That's kind of what it felt like today uh, with the Raiders. Yeah, no, it did. And I think that what what threw it off for me is the way that it all shook out. You know, we were all out there uh, ready to watch, and we were all kind of huddled underneath the, the tent. And it's funny, when I walked up, because I was a couple seconds late, or a couple minutes late, actually, uh, and I was walking up, and, and, you know, Cam said, yeah, everyone's huddled up underneath the, uh, the tent right now. And I thought, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was almost like one of those things, like, you guys are all in trouble. We have to scold you, you right, know? Right, right. So it felt weird, and then, you know, John Gruden had his, his back to us, and uh, you could see him talking, and it just it just looked like maybe it was something more, but then uh, eventually it just kind of rolled out that it was just, like you said, a, well, a well-deserved a uh, day off. Yeah, and, you know, uh, it's part of our nature, I guess, to always kind of think or assume the worst. Uh, but I, I was watching the players, and a lot of them were all smiles, so it didn't feel like, like, I, like you, you don't, especially... Oh, uh, uh, Q with COVID still being so prevalent. Right. Anything could happen in that regard. And you're hoping against hope that it's not something, you know, serious like that. And, you know, but but I didn't really get that feel only because guys were really smiling and, you know, and, and looking like they were they were OK. They were fine. You figured if something bad had happened or whatever, uh, it would have been expressed uh, in their demeanor and their facial expressions. So it was what it was. Uh, but enjoy talking to like Alec Ingold talk and, and Derek Carr in, in, in terms of, hey, 
hey, yeah, we got practice off, but today's not an off day, and right. don't waste it. And I, I really this, I just get this feeling uh, cue, and we'll see how it translates onto the field. But it, this is growing into a very conscientious. Uh, team with a, a pretty good presence about itself. I'm starting to notice it. I know we, you and I have talked about that uh, as well. It could be meaningless uh, on the field. It could mean everything on the field, but I, 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 I tend to believe that it's not going to be meaningless, that it is going to mean something. I, I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, real quick, uh, what do you think about the depth of the team? We've had a couple people call in and text in about the depth. That's something that they're going to be looking for on Saturday uh, because, you know, the, that's that's how you win games. That's how you win championships is having a team that if one guy goes down, you can say next man up and feel confident. What are your thoughts, even though it's a 90-man roster right now, what are your thoughts on the on the depth? I, I think that in some areas uh, it's probably stronger than, than we may have imagined. Some areas I'm still a little skeptical about the linebacker group, uh, but got to see what Tanner Muse is all about, got to see what Javen White is all about. Uh, but it's definitely an experience. We always forget about Darren Lee as well. So uh, interested to see what he might uh, pr- provide. Uh, I think the defensive line, and I think the signing of Ethan Westbrook's, ironically enough, you would think, oh, they're bringing in a defensive lineman. It must mean that you know they're not happy with somebody along the defensive line. It's actually the complete opposite. I think they like their, in fact, I know that they like their defensive line so much and so many guys on that defensive line, they're reluctant to put guys, uh, expose guys in games, you know, these preseason games for injury purposes. They need some camp bodies just to get through, uh, you know, the preseason without having to dip into the players that they're going to use and they plan to use a lot. So don't read bad into Westbrook's signing. It's actually good uh, in, in terms of their depth. No doubt, no doubt. Thank you so much, Vinny. I know you're coming up in the huddle, and you'll have plenty to come up in the next couple of hours. Before I get out of here, I do want to hit the phone line one more time. The Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. My guy Aaron from Maui Jelly Factory uh, is on the line. What's up, my man? Oh, no, I think Aaron, I, we just lost him. Oh, that's my fault. Dang. Oh, Damon, you failed. No, but hey, let's read this text real quick from uh, Mailman Martinez. Now we got to get this going, man. He says, I'm a Damon guy. And then I don't know if there's anything else after that, but yeah, he did. He said, "I'm just a demand guy from the nine two five. Don't, 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 don't read it half cocked." You know what, man? I think my my reading got a little fuzzy after that. I just saw, I'm a demand guy, and I was like, "Good enough for me." I just upset that you you you, you didn't get to my call with with Aaron. No day no day off for demand. No, no. Vinny, what do you got coming up in the huddle, my man? Uh, Willie Ramirez from the Associated Press is going to join us. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the surprise uh, day off today, what it kind of means for morale. Uh, and Q, I got to say this. I love the area code, uh, uh, what you're what you're promoting with the area code. It's it's cool, you know, because I think we all do a lot of traveling. We all know people from all different parts of especially now with cell phones and whatnot. So uh, I like the idea of the uh, of the area codes. We're going to push them on to make sure that that happens that he stays on top of that. That's what I'm talking about. Way to have my back, Vinny. Appreciate you, my man. Enjoy the show the next couple hours in the huddle. Vinny Bonsignor and DeMond, make sure you let DeMond know what area code you're calling in from. And, of course, we want to hear from the 702. Represent 702. You're not out of this conversation either. We want to hear from home too. So uh, definitely hit us up throughout the course of the shows all day long at 702-365-9200 and the Salmon Ash text line 69187 keyword 
R&R. I'm going to pass the sticks on to Vinny. I'm out of here. Uh, thank you to the Raiders. Thank you to Will Kiss for having uh, Coach Ron Miles join the show today. Definitely appreciated that. But uh, thank you to the Raiders for allowing me to be here at this awesome facility, the Intermountain, Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, uh, for the last couple hours. And uh, let me have a good time with Damon and talk a little bit of trash. So uh, we'll be back in studio tomorrow. Until then, oh, don't forget... JT the Brick will have tickets to give out tomorrow for Raiders, Seattle Seahawks, Legion Stadium on Saturday. He has them between 12 and 2. Make sure you're paying attention. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.